The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Ooh, lots of texts coming in this afternoon on photo radar. Potential locations are all clearly marked. Don't speed, you guys. Um, I was roughly, I was getting roughly two grand a year in tickets. Now I haven't had a ticket in three years. I drive the limit and I get where I need to be faster than when I was a maniac. I, Jay, I don't like photo radar, but I can tolerate it. What I can't tolerate is politicians trying to tell us that it's for safety. It's insulting to our intelligence. It's a cash grab. Just level with us and move on. That is from John this afternoon. Well, as we continue with Alberta Matters, photo radar wanted to take a closer look into speeding itself, the psychology of speeding. Now, over the past couple of years, some numbers put out by the Edmonton Police Service suggest traditionally men make up the worst speeders in the city those doing um 50 or more over the speed limit um what do people get out of speeding to find out more we're joined by dr nancy Irwin, a clinical psychologist and certified hypnotherapist dr Irwin, welcome to the show uh pleasure to be here thank you for having me so what is it again i'm going to ask that question what do people get out of speeding (laughs) what is it Well, many times they get an adrenaline rush, which is behind anything that's fulfilling, that's risky, dangerous for those who have the thrill-seeking gene, or those who need to feel powerful somehow in their life. Mm, Interesting. So does um, speeding, do people who speed excessively, do they tend to be risk-takers in other parts of their lives, maybe gamblers, uh, in sex, drugs, that sort of stuff? Sometimes, or they may just be a very successful sort of type A personality mm. who's used to being the first best in the class, and they have to get, they have to do everything first, fastest, <laughs> and that's their payoff. Um, when I when when I was uh, introducing you, talking about some numbers from the police service here that they came out about uh, four or five years ago, but talking about the majority of um, you know, speeders going over fifty k were were men. Um, it was about ninety percent men, maybe. 10% women. Does that surprise you, that, that breakdown, that 90, uh, that 90-10 number? Not at all. Uh, typically, it's the younger males. I know this sounds sexist, but that's biology. <laughs> uh, they're driven by testosterone at that age, and perhaps, there's not always a link, but testosterone and adrenaline can be intertwined. But let's say um, a young man is rejected by women car's not going to reject him. Mm. The highway's not going to reject him. So that's what I meant, meant earlier when I said sometimes people feel powerless in one area of their life and they take it out on the road or other drivers. I could be powerful here. I wonder sometimes, you know, I think of, you know, uh, some friends of mine, even my brother, you know, as a, as a, as a kid taking risks, you know, on his, on his bike, setting up the ramp, going up over the hill and, and jumping off that, thinking, I'm, and I'm going, I'm not doing that, but he's willing to do that. Then maybe in the 20s, um, certainly he was a bit of a, a, a bad boy there when it came, came to vehicles. Now into his 40s, he settled down a bit. Is it, is there, is it, can it be almost like a cyclical thing depending on what age? you're at it certainly can but what i always encourage people to do is do that in the appropriate place Mm. go to a race car track and train to do it properly 
don't do it around other people who may be driving with disabilities or young kids or at a slower pace. That's fine if you have that thrill there, but do it in the right place. I mean, race car drivers, Janica, whatever her last name is, mm-hmm. doesn't drive that way on a normal highway. <laughs> they respect the rules and the laws. So a lot of times young people want to push the limit, literally, figuratively, the rules don't apply to them. Mm. I read a study, um, and I think you touched on it, that found a particularly high-risk group of drivers were those who saw speeding as an important part of their self-concept or uh, with the (laughs) roles that they identify with within society. Can you explain that? Oh, sure. Fast driving is glamorized in movies and TV shows. It looks manly and sort of... Uh, uh, purports this perception of power, (laughs) being a super stud. I mean, Bruce Willis and all these people are flying in cars, and it looks really masculine. And Mm. people try to identify with that or believe that they do. And it's hard for them when they're young not to get shaped by this, and they want to pull it off in reality. Interesting. Rather than it's a movie. <laughs> they have stunt drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a movie, but there's also that cliche of, um, you know, you know, the midlife crisis cars, right? Like, they always end up being, you know, these, these hot, sexy cars that go way too fast. Sure. Yeah. And I and want one someday. You know, <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. But uh, many times uh, narcissism can drive this, Mm. needing to stand out and literally be at the head of the pack to be the exception to the laws or rules. Um, This is like sex to a narcissist or Mm. a really self-centered person. And then other times, sometimes it comes because um, uh, the amygdala has been damaged. That's a part of the brain that holds fear. Mm. And if that part of the brain has been damaged due to abuse or excessive trauma, then some people have lost their ability to sense fear. They have no fear factor. Mm. They feel no sense of danger. So driving 100 miles an hour in a 30-mile area where Mm. there's school kids crossing, that enables them to take these risks. I'm not endorsing this, by Mm -hmm. the way, but they feel like it's no sense of danger. They're in control because they don't sense being out of control. They've literally lost that device in their brain. Clinical psychologist Dr. Nancy Irwin joining us this afternoon. What is it about adrenaline and that rush? Because sometimes that adrenaline can make us feel sick to our stomach, but sometimes it's just, um, you know, that adrenaline, that rush can be, I don't know, better than sex. It can be better than an orgasm, I think, at some point. It's like, woohoo, let's do this. Sure. It's, it's a release. It's like having um, uh, endorphins from a long run or any sort of high or laughing your head off in a comedy club. It does provide a wonderful sense of release mm. for the individual. But that's what I'm saying. It's very narcissistic. It's very self-centered mm. to think you're the only one on the road. And it may scare the elderly or those who have disabilities or driving small kids or you know, precious cargo in any way. It's very selfish just to think it's only about you. So find another way to get that release. If it's got to be in a car, for God's sakes, go train at a racetrack yeah. and, you know, race your head off. But really don't put others at risk. Let's do it safely. Dr. Nancy Irwin joining us yep. this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. 
pleasure. Take care Not now. Frequently. Dr. Irwin out of uh, Los Angeles joining us this afternoon. And it was interesting because I found this. It was an article on, on why people speed. Dr. Irwin uh, touched on a number of them. There were six things. One of them was familiarity. And then our, our first guest, John, talked about it a little bit. You know, you know the route. You know, you've driven it maybe a zillion times. So you just kind of get used to it. And it says right here, when a person drives the same route to and from work for years, he knows every curve and intersection like the back of their hand. The ability to anticipate this uh, commute route combined with muscle memory um, causes him to drive faster. Familiarity also breeds confidence, which drives away concerns about safety. Uh, Familiarity is also a reason why most accidents happen near one's home though uh number two there's not enough time okay not surprising here we're in a rush so we need to get somewhere faster they try to you know we're, we're running behind schedule they try to uh get there by driving faster causes them to drive more aggressively to go around uh you know slower drivers oh my gosh i gotta tell you something there was a driver on um on the white mud today and i'm pretty sure that they were doing 30 now it had been pushed back because they were doing construction it was a, a 50 but oh my gosh they had to have been doing 30 and I know how you feel I know how you feel you get all frustrated it's like come on already if you can't do the speed limit then get off the darn road um thrill seeking mostly young male drivers in their 20s possibly early 30s sometimes alcohol um used to enhance the thrill um they're the motorists that pass you as though you were standing still even though you're you're driving the speed limit even more on the Hyundai or the qe2 whatever it is uh owning and, and and they were saying that with this group as well that social acceptance and belonging are central to the identity of self-image of young people that owning and driving fast cars is a way of belonging to the in crowd did you ever feel that way as a kid, um, I never did. I didn't have, I didn't own my first vehicle cl- until I was 28 years old, and it was a Toyota Tercel. So it wasn't sexy. It wasn't going very fast. It wasn't doing anything. But, you know, I talked to my husband, and, you know, one of his first cars as a young man was a Mustang. Um, you know, my brother and my son's, uh, my oldest son's cars have all been, um, you know, sporty, sporty sports cars that go zero to I don't know what in, uh, you know, in 10 seconds, it's really, it's really something else. But yeah, it, it, but it, being a part of the in crowd, was that, was that a thing? Uh, the road ragers, this is uh, also on the list of why people speed. Road ragers are motorists who use their cars to express their anger and frustration with other drivers. Um, and of course that can lead to all sorts of problems. Pure habit. Some of you, some of you have no reason at all for speeding, but simply do it out of habit. Some people just drive fast. Um, they head to the left lane and get boogieing. They don't. Uh, they don't care. They can tailgate. Don't you hate tailgaters? Um, and and they don't even. They don't even think twice about it. And then this one: overconfidence. The six reasons why people speed. On the six thirty chat afternoon news, as we're talking photo radar and is it working? Um, overconfidence. I think all of us, for the most part, well, I, th- I would say that probably 98, 99% of us think that we're good drivers. And I suspect that um, nowhere near that number uh, are good drivers. Um, and overconfidence, all age groups can fall into this category. Even middle-aged veterans of the road will often speed because they feel their years of driving experience means they can safely handle it. 
overconfidence. Yeah, I think a lot of us believe that uh, that we're very, very good drivers when maybe we're not. Um, I've only been driving, like I said, I got my license a little bit uh, later. I was 21 years old, didn't get my first car till I was uh, 28. So I've been driving, what, 21 years now, 20, I guess 20 years now um, with my own vehicle. Um, I believe I'm a good driver like probably all of you. Um, I tend to stay uh, in the speed limit. Photo radar has worked for me. I did get a speeding radar or a photo radar ticket not too long ago, as I mentioned. I don't even know what it was. I think it was 110 bucks. I think it was like 10 or 11 or something over. I got pulled over a couple of years ago, like years back, and by a police officer on the white mud. And that was kind of the one that really did it for me. And, um, you know, I've paid three photo radar or three speeding tickets probably in the last eight years. Um, and I don't want to get any more. Those ones, those photo raiders on the overhead on the Anthony Hende drive me bonkers like a lot of you. I get the fact and uh, I know there's a lot of people who believe that, no, you know, unless you're getting that stop, that slap in the hand immediately, it's not going to do anything. Just having that ticket show up in the mailbox does not do anything to stop the the action at that moment. But for some of us, it has obviously for a lot of you it hasn't and a lot of you still just really ticked off that it's nothing more than a cash cow let me know what you think at 4960063 you can text me at 630630 as well be curious to know how fast you've ever driven how fast have you ever driven and what's the fastest that you've uh, gotten your vehicle up to safely after this we're talking about uh, photo radar, talking about speeding today. Mark's called in. Hey, Mark, what's on your mind? Yeah, Jalen, I just wanted to comment on, uh, you know, whether it's actually changed people's driving mm-hmm. habits. Um, I, I actually think it has changed people's driving habits in terms of, I'll just use my assessment in regards to the white mud. Um, the white mud, hardly any people drive over 80 kilometers an hour on that thing now. I mean, there, there are some. I would be one of them uh, <laughs> that, that drive over that drive over eighty. But I mean, a lot of people don't. So I, I don't know. I think maybe people have been kind of beaten into submission. But I think that's kind of the problem. Uh, you, you have an Anthony Henday that's a hundred kilometers yeah. an hour. Yeah. There's nobody. There's not a child anywhere walking near that mm-hmm. thing, and it's two and sometimes three lanes, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred kilometers mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. Why do people speed on it? People speed on it because it's made to be driven at much faster than 100 kilometers an hour safely. I've never understood why it's uh, why it's only at 100. Well, I mean, I, I I personally think they keep it at 100 because there's bleeding hearts out there that feel that you know if you drive any faster than 100, people are going to get killed. Well. You get into a car accident at 100, you get into a car accident at 110, it really doesn't matter. Or, or maybe it's because, Mark, people don't know how to merge properly. Oh, it, it, it's, it, oh man. You know, I always find it incredible when you're, when you're merging into a, into a, you know, a, a stopped situation, like 170th Street, for example, yep. coming out of the West Edmonton Mall, everybody stopped. Yeah. And yet the person won't let you into merge, and you're just going like, where are you going? You're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know. It's 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 a courtesy thing, but no, I I think that's kind of where the problem is, is that we've got speed limits that are set unnaturally low, mm. 
And I think it pisses people off, just the same as there are those streets in the city of Edmonton that if you drive at 60 kilometers an hour, you literally have to stop at every second light yeah. or every light yeah, because right. that's just the way they're set. And that that's infuriating. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with you on that one, Mark. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for giving us a show. Going to move on to Michael here. Hey, Michael, what's on your mind? Hey, Jalen, you wanted to know how fast people have driven yes. when they were young and foolish? Yes. Uh, the fastest that I've ever gone on a on a highway, uh, flat highway, sunny, straight, open fields on either side, so you can see for miles. Yeah, I've done 262 kilometers. Whoa! Yeah, that was when I was young and foolish, which was over a quarter century ago. <laughs> what were you driving? Uh, an old um, Alberta Highway Patrol car. Oh, okay. So it had no problem doing that speed. <laughs> no, I hear you on that one. Thanks for the call, Michael. I You're appreciate it. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. I need to take a break here, then we'll come back, read some of your texts. The fastest I've ever driven a car, I, I drove an Audi R8 V10 uh, on, a, on a straightaway, on a, on a quiet road. I got it up to about 220, 230, and then I scared myself. And then I got in with the driver, the guy who owned the car, and I think that went up to about 260. And I was like, okay, that's about enough of that. That's about enough of that. On my motorcycle, um, a couple of times on my motorcycle, and I have a, I have a, a Victory Kingpin. It's about a 1,700cc bike. Um, you know... I liked riding at the I liked riding at the speed limit. Um, I, I liked I, th- I thought it felt good uh, uh, around one between 120 140. I got it up to about 150 uh, once, but then I scared the crap out of myself. And then I said, okay, what are you doing? Now I dial it back down, drive it where you like it, and that's what I did. Some of your texts coming in. We'll get to them coming up. Boy, some of your texts coming in on this one. Deb from Westlock says, I got my driver's license in Germany. That's my excuse. I uh, love this one, Jam, a 50-year-old man who just traded off his midlife crisis 2017 Camaro 2SS. Every time I drove that thing, it was all I could do not to be a lunatic behind the wheel. The car just seemed to demand a heavy foot. So I had to let it go or I was going to get in trouble. Uh, it brought out the crazy in me. Uh, John says, driving fast is exactly like sex. Much safer by yourself. Don't try both at the same time. Uh, Jay, my husband in 2014 received nine to 10 tickets, rural and urban. That totals about $1,200. He's received one ticket since. It was an expensive lesson. Um, I have no idea how fast I had uh, the boss's Lamborghini going, but it was certainly well over 200 kilometers. Never more than 150 on my bike. 240 kilometers an hour on 127th Avenue between St. Albert and Edmonton in a borrowed Lamborghini. Okay, that's just asinine. And uh, this one, I said, had a Mazda RX-7. Uh, hit 260 a couple times on the Hyundai. Stupid, yes, I'll admit that. Also showing a couple of lads what the car could do. Uh, so happy I was never caught being a professional driver since I turned 18. I'm now 38. P.S. I've never gotten a photo radar ticket at work in 20-plus years driving the city every day. Take it easy out there, folks. Uh, I was just curious to know. Some of us have all, you know, tried it. That little speed, that little burst of adrenaline you want to know. I 
honest to goodness, when I'm driving around, don't know how you folks who have the Lambos, who have the, the R8s, who have got the, far, the Ferraris, how you can drive those vehicles in this city because you just want to open them up. You just want to hit the road and, and let them go. Um, and it must be, um, I mean, besides that you're tooling around in a, you know, a pretty hot looking car, but boy, oh boy, take it easy out there. Stay safe. The three o'clock news coming up.